every state and still draw them at every forum. Don't lose no points, I just score them. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the forum. I go by the name of Charles Diamond, aka the Black Bruce Wayne, here with Ali, aka Unwritten Rodman. Uh, Raj, aka you stole my you stole my name. And Kendrew, aka Can You Dig It? That's Ken, but yeah. I can't wait for somebody to be listening to this podcast like really loud and for you to just make their eardrums bleed. <laughs> <laughs> Mine almost bled, like just right there. <laughs> Ali, I feel like this is like the third time you've stolen Raj's name <laughs> on the podcast. Is there do you have like some deep seated hatred? Is there something we need to address as a group? Every time too, I can't like finish my sentence because I'm like I just I'm making myself laugh, but I I don't know. I just got used to him always saying his name. So, and I know he goes right after me. So I always excited to see what he says instead. Use your own name. Paxson team. That's yours. Like what, what happened with that? This is going to be unwritten something each week. <laughs> <laughs> Ali, AKA it was unwritten. <laughs> shout out to John Paxson though. That was a big shot. That was a huge shot. Yeah, and then you got like twenty years of uh, a job out of it. Like, it's fun. It's funny. I saw I saw uh, something on Twitter where, and it was like LeBron Twitter against MJ Twitter, where it's like uh, someone on LeBron Twitter tweeted out, "Yeah," and people say Ray Allen saved LeBron. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think one of the crazy things watching um, that last episode was like how good Charles Barkley was, and that entire team was. So like when um, people were like talking about Draymond versus Barkley, I'm just like, Draymond's never averaged more than like 12 points a season. Like, what are we doing here? That should not even be in the con. Like, like the fact because I think it's because you know Draymond always talks about it, and I think Warrior fans are like, yeah, no, Draymond can like hold him down. When in reality, Barkley would destroy him. And he and he's like, he's dude. Barkley was six seven, known for his rebounding. That's crazy. Yeah. I want to talk about that. 93 MVP though because I caught myself being super like present day because I was looking at the the MVP voting for that year on basketball reference and I was like okay I was looking at the, like the points the rebounds assists blah 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 and then I like got to the win shares and I was like oh man Jordan's win shares blew these other guys out but then I was like it's 1993 nobody gave a shit about win shares nobody even knew what that was back then <laughs> yeah they would call you a nerd uh, via handwritten letter and then. <laughs> <laughs> email's a little too efficient we don't really do that <laughs> yeah it was crazy what'd you what'd you guys think of the documentary so far mj is really freaking good yeah i think that's my main takeaway and i kind of see why he has this like godlike um figure among the old people even like mike wilbon and people who've lost their minds saying like kevin durant <laughs> and lebron james can't play in that era but um i kind of see why they, they kind of feel that way if there's anything i've learned like you know you always hear it how competitive Jordan is, you know, how competitive these guys are. But, like, mm-hmm. seeing it now firsthand with, like, this access that we're having with how he's just crazy competitive competitive about every little thing, no matter what it is, even if it's just, like, a game of, like, that he's playing with a security guard, like, he just has to always win. And if he doesn't win, he has to keep going until he wins. You know, stuff like that shows why he's just so great. The talking junk to security guards while pitching quarters, like post game, was amazing to me. That was great, and like, dude, it's 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 incredible that weird Al Yankovic's dad was able to do that against um, Jordan at that time. Oh, no wonder his son had such a, a success in show business. He was used to the spotlight. 
<laughs> that was the most cringe shrug I ever seen in my life. I don't know if you, if you got if you caught the no shrug man, that did. was the greatest shrug I've ever seen. Ugh. That was better than MJ's. The most cringe shrug I've seen is Steph Curry's shrug. He had a shrug. I, didn't, I don't even remember. Yeah. That's how cringeworthy it was. Your your brain blocked it out. You repressed the memory of Curry Shrug. It's a shame. Truly. I know. It's like, I feel like there's so much more, though, that kind of goes into the story. Because you know how MJ kind of had to give the, uh, like, the okay for them to start using the footage in the document. Uh, yeah. Like, in making mm-hmm. the documentary and stuff like that. Because, mm-hmm. like, something that doesn't get brought up is, like, the... Uh, like there's kind of like bias towards it because I think it was uh, episode two or episode three where they were losing against the Pistons still. Mm-hmm. Um, in uh, so game five, 1989 finals, um, Jordan um, Jordan went for 18 points. Right, this is the uh, the last year that Doug Collins was coach of the Bulls. Um, like you guys, I'm sure you guys remember like when Kobe uh, against the Suns only just took a, like a couple shots in yeah. like an elimination game, right? Yeah, right, right. You got destroyed so, for that. Game, yeah. So game five of the 1989 Eastern Conference Finals, Jordan was uh, criticized for taking too many shots in game four. So in a game that they lost, Jordan only took eight shots and ended up with 18 points. And the Bulls ended up losing that series. They only lost by nine. And I was just thinking, like, why didn't we get sort of like the, you know, hey, the coach was saying some stuff about me. And yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, like, I really enjoy like watching it. But I'm like, man, there's so much more they're probably not telling us, you know. Oh, for sure. I, I think there's not to douse water on like the documentary because it's obviously very well put together. Um, And I think everyone who was involved with it did a great job. Even the Absolutely. people who did, you know, nameless work that will never be mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, But. It is a Michael Jordan documentary, right? Like it, true, I yeah. keep having to remind myself that like, yo, this is this is a this is a narrative based documentary. So we're not getting the whole picture. Yeah, and he's in no way gonna make himself look bad or anything. There's no way. He has control over every little thing with that. <laughs> For real. <laughs> yeah, like I was seeing like someone said, um, uh, I enjoy this a lot more when I realized this is not a documentary about the Bulls, it's about Michael Jordan. I was like, What did you think this is was gonna be yeah. like this is obviously gonna be about Michael Jordan? There's one thing yeah, too like, with with the uh, documentary. They uh, when they played the Lakers in the finals, they didn't say how. I think it's after game one, James Worthy gets hurt and like doesn't play for the rest of the series, and they didn't bring that up at all. But like because they're not gonna, you know, they don't need to. It's not a documentary about the Lakers or anything, so they're not gonna like in any way bring any negative up, anything negative up, or like diminish the title or anything like that. Well, just to add on to your point about the whole like people who may be considered like nameless and stuff like that. Really quick shout out to Rudy Chung and Justin Fellman for the uh, music that was done in the documentary because the music is incredible and I love every little bit of the music. Like the music is so good. Like so good. The choices, like the implementation of it. But yeah, I can go on and on, but um, can't understand how it lasts so long. Go ahead, Rick. I was just going to say we should get positive because the people who have never heard this podcast before are going to be like, really? They're just going <laughs> to shit on the Bulls documentary for 45 minutes. <laughs> I have one quick, um, just while we're, just because you were talking about parallels um, with the Lakers, and I, I loved the Scottie Pippen wait till the season to get surgery story because it just it, <laughs> I just had Shaq in my head the entire I was like, did Shaq get that from Scotty? Like when he waited, it was, I got hurt on company time, so I'll get he, I'll heal on company time. I was like, was was Scotty one of Shaq's heroes? Scotty straight up said they're not gonna, they're not about to fuck my whole summer. Like for real, 
piggybacking on like uh, I was, was going to say, piggyback on Scotty, like, his contract is crazy for, if you look at it from today, like, he got yeah. paid, what, like, Six five million, yeah. I think seven, <laughs> is it, was it seven million five years? What was, or no, something like, like, like that. It was like yeah. 18 million for seven years or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 18 million for seven years. Yeah. But it, 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 it's interesting, too, like, how, like, that led to more longevity, right? Because, right. like, I think it was Draymond who was saying that, like, dynasties are built off of terrible contracts. Because, like, if you look at Steph Curry's document or documentary, uh, um, his deal for a while, right. just because, like, you know, he's making so little because of how fragile his ankles were. Right. Mm-hmm. And that led to the sort of flexibility that led to them, you know, eventually getting Kevin Durant, keeping Draymond happy in terms of salary, keeping Clay happy in terms of salary, having Andre Iguodala. That's wild. Yeah. So Scotty was like the first Steph, is what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, like uh, Scotty Pippen's a all-time player, and Steph Curry's just a glorified John Paxson. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just kidding. Steph Curry is the greatest shooter of all time. I just, I have, I have a very weird. Um, a lot of my family's from the base, so I just refuse to say anything nice about him. That's fair. Yeah. Tell us how you really feel. I, I, I don't even watch Holy Moly personally, so I don't even know who that is. Y'all don't know his his game show, his golf game show on ABC. Oh, Holy moly! Well, I knew uh, that. I knew the show. I didn't know the name of it. It's actually a good right. show. I might edit a badumts in there or something. <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. That's too much. <laughs> yeah, I, honestly. So I wish. I, I think we got. I, I guess I'm taking it all the way back to the beginning of the documentary. I guess we got a little bit of like magic passing the torch to michael and magic's been you know featured in in a few of the episodes especially this one with the dream team and stuff but i guess i just wish there would have been more like i want a documentary on that finals because even though the lakers weren't the showtime lakers anymore like magic was on the tail end he was on the decline obviously of his prime but like it was still the lakers and i feel like that series alone that finals jordan beating the lakers in the finals for his first championship just deserves like i need the more details on that story that's my first thought. That was the first thought I had when I watched it. This is definitely yeah, not. Be... They're not going to give it to you. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think um, at that point, because Kareem had, a pro- I think he retired like in like eighty nine or ninety. Mm-hmm. So they had Vladi at that time, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I assume they probably still had a uh, big game. Yep. Um, I'm trying to figure out like the rest of I mean, the. Roster, they had AC but... Green. They had Sam Perkins. Like, oh yeah, Sam Perkins, man, that's my dude. It wasn't like a trash and squad. Ali's dude because of you know, um, but uh, that's a wee joke. But um, <laughs> anyway, um, I keep hearing from a lot of the older people, um, part of NBA Twitter, that said the Lakers probably shouldn't even have made the finals that year. Like oh. we got really lucky against the Blazers or something like that. I'm not sure if you guys. Uh, I'm not too familiar with that. Uh, like early. 90s uh portion of things but yeah i'm not familiar either yeah i'm not sure. ask my dad about that i just remember like david david aldridge saying like when the lakers won game one most of the world thought they would win that series so mm-hmm. you see kind of flip by that time well most of the world is lakers fans so that kind of makes sense <laughs> yes <laughs> not straight yeah, up true. <laughs> nah, i mean like it's it is kind of crazy to think about how like as much as people like it, it's awesome that mj went you know six for six but like, man, he could not get over the hump for those like what um, six years in the league. Yeah, yeah. And you could see it was annoying him too because like he oh, wanted absolutely. to be put, he wanted yeah. to be up there with like Larry and uh, and Magic, and they wouldn't. He, he even said like he had to win one in order to even be in the conversation. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think, like, is there someone who's like that now in terms of, like, great player just hasn't gotten there? And I keep thinking James Harden because he, great scorer, spends too much time in Atlantic City kind of thing, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Atlantic City is a mermaid-themed club. Um... (laughs) I mean... Shout out New Jersey. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you could say AD. You could. Um... Giannis is a little too young. I'd say like Dame and CJ type though. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, like kind of building off the James Harden, I'm kind of thinking like, so if James Harden just all of a sudden like won one and then ripped off like six more, would he be in this conversation? Because his finals record would be what, like six and one, I guess. Can I just, can I, can I interject right here? Yeah. I love James Harden. I think he's extremely misunderstood. I think he's extremely underrated. I think if James Harden ever won a championship, he might just retire. There's no way he's ripping <laughs> off five more. Like yeah, he's like, true. I did it. Leave me alone. I'm going to go throw a million dollars up in the air. I'm actually with you, Rick, on being misunderstood. I actually love Harden's game. There's parts of it that I don't like for sure. Um, But I I actually think he's wide, like he's a little way too disrespected. Um, But yeah, if he wins one, I feel like he's the type of player who like, he'd be content. He'd be like, all right, well, I got that. Yeah. And like he'd still like ball out and everything, but he wouldn't be like hungry. But of course, like that's not fair of me to say I don't know him personally or anything, but just from like my <laughs> viewpoint. <laughs> I feel like if there was one player who like had the chance to have that trajectory, it would be sorry for anyone who's offended by this, it would be wow. Chris Paul. Like if Chris who, sorry. <laughs> no, I I legit couldn't hear. <laughs> I think he thought I was gonna say somebody else. <laughs> Chris Paul. Because I feel yeah, like yeah. if if Chris Paul had like like early on in like the Clippers, like I feel like he's that type of competitive dude. If he'd have gotten like a taste, like been like, oh yeah, I can do this, then his confidence would have just been through the roof, and he would have been justified in like treating Blake and DJ like crap, and like just being that kind of leader. This this isn't. I, I mean, I know there are people who will think this is a hot take. I think Chris Paul is the best complete point guard of our generation. He's, I do too. I, agree. My, I would not argue. I'm not saying he's. The best, but or second best, but he's my second favorite point guard of all time. By Jordan Farmer. Farmer. Yeah. <laughs> of course, that's not even a question. Yeah, but no, it, it it is crazy though. Like that game seven shot that he hit against San Antonio, I'm still kind of just like he that dude really that dude really made that kind of thing. You know what I mean? And yeah. You can yeah. tell how much it bothered him that like he was like not able to advance in series. Like he cried after that, didn't he? he? And he 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 also like he also got. The one opportunity that he had, like if Chris Paul never got hurt in the what 2007, oh, right. 2018, I think finals. I think I think the Rockets probably would have won that. I agree. Yeah, I agree. I'm too like, big. I'm too big of a Braun fan to say they would have won the finals, but they definitely would have met them there. Yeah. No. I. I mean. Uh, sorry. I just remember 2018 Braun and how nuts he was. Yeah. No. The the Cavs won that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm. I, hey, Rick, I'm right there with you, man. Like, cool. bronze the guy. Bronze the guy. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh-uh. No, we're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even dare. But I have, like, fond memories. Well, not fond, but, like, I think I think of Chris Paul so, like, highly because when we were terrible, like, he would just on us. Like, he would he would not let down. Like, we would have, like, you know, five rookies and, like, three guys who shouldn't be in the NBA. <laughs> and, like, three guys who should not be in the NBA on the team. And, like, Ryan Kelly would switch out on Chris Paul and he oh would ISO... God. He would ISO yeah. every time, step back, mid-range, jump, Clippers up by 45. Like, those, like <laughs> chill the hell out, dude. Like, those, he and his money from the mid-range. He would not miss miss those. Like, 
I think too, like, I, I'm not sure about you guys, like, you know, rest in peace to David Stern, but whenever he popped up on the screen during the last dance, I'd be like, dude, 2011, <laughs> December 8th, 2011, I'm never got, I'm never going to forget that day. I was in a club in downtown LA when that get, got mixed. Okay, because I was going to say, it happened in the afternoon, right? I, like, I know, but like, it, that's when like it started getting reported, but that's right. when it got like, ah, yeah. I'm, I'm still mad about that. Like, Kobe would have had six. What was it, like six, four, four hours? It was like four yeah, hours later? I talked so much shit in that four oh. hours, too. Oh, oh my man. God, bro. I, I was so annoying. I, I, I remember I was wearing a Hornets hat that day. And oh, I was just like, I was like, oh, my God, it happened. And like I remember I threw it up into the air. I was just like, we got Chris Paul. And I was so hyped. And then I, I ended up going home so sad. Can you imagine if social media was now what it was then during this? Oh, okay. oh Lakers fans would have gotten roasted. We would have got clowned. You know what's wild too? Like that's a, almost a decade ago. Yeah. Do you think that could have happened? Like in today's era, where like a trade gets reported by Woj, and then like Knicks of that high level. Obviously, we had some like Dylan Brooks drama. No one cares about. But like no. you know, if like if like Chris Paul got traded to the Lakers, and then four hours later, Adam Silver's like, nope, uh, I don't think that's fair. I you know actually think Adam Silver is a kind and just person. <laughs> <laughs> if that that I actually think that wouldn't happen in today's era. Like people would have been furious about that, and there you know, like more voices would have been heard. And I think there's no way that they could have nixed that trade because if you think about it, that trade wasn't actually that bad. It, it, it's better than what they got. For yeah, the exactly. Clippers. Yeah, like, but then they up. got but then they got Anthony Davis. Wink, wink. You know. What I mean? Yeah. Then so, what happened so that, to that? <laughs> oh yeah. Now he's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah about that they all come back <laughs> yeah rich paul would not have gone, been okay with it i mean i feel like mitch kupchak was like oh oh well on to the next one yeah. you know, <laughs> you know uh, what I mean? see, uh, josh mcroberts come on down <laughs> <laughs> i feel like because they owned the league obviously like legally or technically or whatever the hell you want to say like he was mm-hmm. within his bounds but i feel like that was like I feel like not not the beginning of the end, but I feel like that was one of the things that people were like, uh, David might be like, yeah. it might be time for him to get out because that's kind of heavy handed. Like to he really that was an abuse of power. I think. Sorry, go ahead. He, well, I mean, because if we really think about it, like one of the biggest strengths of the Lakers back in the day was the versatility of Pau Gasol, Lamar Odom, having that sort of back to back sort of thing, right? Like, right. like they would continue to just like uh just extend leads because you know you have lamar coming in power shifts over to the five right you know right. bite him to the bench um and like that would just continue to like help bolster a, the bench unit you know what i yeah, mean yeah with far more right. as the six yeah. man jesus um but like you know taking that away is huge like if anything that kind of keeps the lakers sort of at the same level just because like they they don't get that productive as soon as like most of their like toby and bynum going to the bench kind of thing you know what i mean Mm-hmm. But like what what they got from the crypt? Oh man, I just I so get mad about that. We were talking earlier about what is a docu- documentary you would like to see. I would love like a real time documentary of like those like not just the four hours like that week and then all the discussions that Cupcheck had with Lamar and Pow afterwards. Like oh. all the fallout of that. I need like in detail from everyone involved what happened yeah. and how it fell apart so quickly you know what's haunting me still is like that video of uh deandre jordan and blake griffin going lob city man yeah, <laughs> lob yeah, city i'm yeah, like yeah i remember oh, seeing man. that and being furious i was so angry yeah 
really quickly, doesn't that show how good, like, Chris Paul was during that time that, like, we were like, Lamar and Powell? Oh, without a doubt. Like, you know what I mean? Like, not, we don't even blink. Like, that's how freaking good Chris Paul was. I was like, I was like, thanks, pal. You know what I mean? Like, hey, thanks, Lamar. Like, we had a great time together, but like, come on down, Chris Paul. Like, that's how, that's how crazy good he was during Dog, that time. people practiced Kobe's moves. I knew I couldn't shoot. I practiced Lamar's moves because I was like, <laughs> I'm lefty and a Swiss Army knife. That's what I got for you right now. Like, <laughs> But when that trade happened, I was like, ship him out of here. <laughs> and like at that point, too, if we're thinking about it, like Powell, Powell probably only had like one or two good years left in him. Right. And like Lamar, we don't really know just because of like all the personal stuff that happened. Yeah. Cause, but like, oh, man, like <laughs> I, and I remember, I think it was either Kobe or Chris Paul that posted on Instagram later. And it was like GG and like CP3 son. Like playing together, and it's like, look, the lead won't let this happen. But oh yeah, now I'm sad again. Oh yeah, that was funny in the nut. Um, <laughs> to get back to the documentary, <laughs> um, I think because we were we were talking about how Jordan had to make it over the hump, and I I feel like that period of like that ball. There's two two back to back champions that sort of get shafted in history. And one is the Rockets that won in ninety four, ninety five. Obviously, Jordan was retired for one year. And they got knocked out by the Magic. The uh, the Bulls got knocked out by the Magic the other year. And we can talk about that too. But like Detroit just gets no love. And I feel like it also often gets forgotten that they lost to the Lakers in 7 in 88 before being back-to-back champions. And like to lose to like the dominant franchise of the 80s, then go back to the finals twice more and win two. Like I feel like if Jordan hadn't come on the scene immediately after that, like Isaiah Thomas in the Pistons would be revered. Yep. Like the 90s was theirs to, for the taking. I, so I remember seeing this thing. Um, and I know you guys aren't going to like it just because, you know, everyone loves Kobe. But there was someone who was saying that like you have bridge players in between um, eras kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um and I forgot who said it, but it was like Isaiah Thomas was the bridge from Magic to Jordan, right? And then people were saying that Kobe was the bridge from um Jordan to LeBron. Watch it, no, no, no I'm, like I said, <laughs> I didn't say it, but like it brings up an interesting point because like Isaiah Thomas, even like MJ said it himself, I think um that Magic's the best point guard, but Isaiah is really close to number two as number two, you know. I don't know about him being number two. Well, this was MJ's preference, so if you want no, to break, yeah, if you, yeah. you have an issue with this, you can talk to him. No, I will. I will. I'll, I'll, I'll discuss with him later. Yeah. But um, uh, I'll become a terrible. I'll become a terrible lottery pick, and he'll pick me immediately. <laughs> this dude's gonna download the Jordan Twenty Three app and try to just go through the uh, help no. desk to be like, "Hey, man, I have some problems. With what did you say on episode uh, six? <laughs> <laughs> Um, like Isaiah was Isaiah was low key before his time too. Like it wasn't like absolutely. like uh, Pete Zayas talked about this at, on, on the Laker film room pod. How like the leagues transitioned for, to like a, a a dominant a wing dominant like league. Okay. Like if you had a dominant wing, but like Isaiah like bucked all of that. Like you had Magic, who was the six nine point guard, and Larry Bird, this like six eight whatever the hell, and. Jordan after that, but Isaiah's this like scrappy tiny dude, and he's just like wins two championships, goes to three straight finals with this team of bullies, and like no one ever talked about him ever again. He gets left off the dream team. Oh, okay. So real quick, um, I know it kind of gets into it about um it or it Jesus Isaiah being uh taken off of the. Hey man, they're both really short, good point guards. Um, 
Anyway, with I uh, with Zeke um, being left <laughs> off the dream team. There you go. Um, I forgot which documentary I saw about it, but I, I think there's a documentary on the dream team, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. NBA TV Don't plays sure. it like three times a week. Yeah, but like <laughs> one of the one of the things that's hilarious is that like John Stockton's on the dream team, right? Like no knock on Stockton. Um, like Carmelo can eat shit or whatever, but um. <laughs> John Stockton was asked by someone in Spain oh, yeah. to take yep. to take yep. a picture of that fan and Magic Johnson not knowing that he was on the team. Like, Isaiah should have been on that team. Okay, if we're going to talk about anybody not being on the team, is Christian Leitner. Yeah, like, okay, so I get that it was, like, the first year of the NBA players and, like, Christian Leitner was, like, a great... But, like, bro, for re- Christian, for, for, for real? I th- dude, any other NBA player could have made it over Christian Leitner. Like, I don't... I did not... That's the one thing I never understood. Like, why was I think I forgot what it was. Did a college player have to be on the team? Was that what they wanted was? one? I think so yeah. I think so. yeah, yeah. But I think one, I think that's what they said. They wanted one. It didn't yeah. have to be, and it damn sure didn't have to be Christian freaking Leitner. But I digress. He had a great playoff. I mean, playoffs. You know what I meant. He tournament. had a great college career though. Like not like just to be like unfair or anything like that. Like two time NBA or NCAA champion. Um, I think he was MOP once. He definitely um, was. He definitely yeah, was. You're like, right. Yeah. Like he, like he's, he's a great, he's a great college player. It um, is just weird to have these dudes who have won like back to back NBA championships and Matt then Johnson. Christian Leitner. Yeah. <laughs> so, real quick, would you guys? It, okay, so all the players healthy in their primes, right? Are you gonna take Kobe. the dream team or the redeem or not, not the redeem team, the 2012 team? That was the redeem team, right? Or was it not? No, the redeem team was. Oh, oh, Nate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh. 2012 was was 2012 lebron kd lebron kd anthony davis is uh um kobe wade chris Paul. i you get the rosters online i'm not just uh, yeah. <laughs> that's a really good uh i don't know man yeah, that's tough i think just like based on uh, so one of the cool things about uh nba 2k13 was like you could play as those two teams yeah mm-hmm. um and i remember like you know how 2k is just fundamentally broken yes <laughs> like we could just talk about it like i was playing against a friend who was playing as the uh the dream team and um i was talking to him because i was like i'm not gonna guard charles barkley outside the three-point arc and he ended up hitting six three-pointers with charles <laughs> barkley against me i was so mad because i lost by like four <laughs> <laughs> all right so just like the 2012 i think the thing about the the dream team is like we're joking because it's like a bunch of hall of famers and christian Leitner who probably is a hall of famer too mm-hmm. um but like you look at the 2012 team and like no disrespect because these are great players like again hall make some hall of fame some not but like iguodala darren williams tyson chandler and like even even kevin love to a certain extent like all right so those four dudes aren't playing against the dream team right no, like they're, no, just not. they're not getting any minutes. i mean darren well, okay. neither neither is anthony davis but anthony anthony davis in his prime well, I mean, okay, yeah, okay, that that uh, that changes things because obviously, like, no one expected to be Anthony Davis to just become like a destroyer of worlds. But, yeah, like which, I think Darren Williams did. gets some playing time in his prime. Like that, remember, there's that CP3 versus Darren Williams yeah. conversation. Yeah, I had true, Darren true. Williams actually over. Yeah, I I end up on a lot of um, on the bad side, the wrong side. <laughs> a lot of those arguments. I had Darren Williams. I had Melo better than Braun. <laughs> Yo. That actually, I'm curious if you guys like about the documentary. If you could go back, would you have done the Pippin for McGrady trade from the Bulls' perspective? Yeah. From the Bulls' perspective. Um. Oh, at that point, because that was they. They already had five chips. You could put a young McGrady with Jordan. 
if mm. we're talking about longevity and the fact that like we know Jordan's leaving after ninety eight, yeah. How old was um Scotty at this time? Like thirty three or something? Mm. Something like that. He had to be like in okay. thirties. Yeah, I think like if you look at the situation then yeah, but I think you always like at least I would try to let them defend their title. I find Jerry Krause did absolutely insane, but um, yeah, I, I, I feel like I would try to let them defend it. But if you can't, then I'm T-Mac for Pippen. You're not going to get a better deal than that. Yeah. But I just want to interject here. Oh, my bad. My bad. No, Go no, ahead. No, you're good, you're good. I was just going to say, I just don't, I just don't want anybody to forget that the Lakers almost traded for Scottie Pippen in 1999. So, Wait. cause we, we hired Phil Jackson and he wanted to come play for Phil, but we couldn't make the money work. He was getting vastly, pretty vastly overpaid though. Oh, true, true, true. Because by then he was with the um, Portland or he Portland, was yep. with Portland. No, I think he was with Houston at the time, and then he went to Portland. No, yeah. actually, ninety nine. Yeah, he was with uh, Portland. We we tried to offer Glenn Rice, Robert Horry, and Travis Knight to make the money work, and it would have been <laughs> Scotty, Kobe, and Shaq just throwing it out there. Oh Yo, that would have been ridiculous. You know what's a cool what if too is like if Magic stayed for one more year, and we could have had Magic, Kobe, and Shaq. Oh wow. Anyway, back to the documentary. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Oh my gosh. Sorry. I'm going I'm to fire up 2K after this just to make that happen. <laughs> really point, really quick on your point about um, Zeke or Isaiah Thomas or whatever his name is. Like, I think, <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like for, for me, I don't watch old like basketball tape. <laughs> like for me, I don't watch old basketball tape like Kendrew does. Like, I don't really like watching like videos in 280p. But I'm like, <laughs> hey man, I like my games blurry. <laughs> but um, like I have no idea what his playing style is. Like I know Larry Bird is like this shooting wing passer. Like you know what I mean. Like I know like the great players like what their style is. I have no idea what Isaiah Thomas was except for like just like a really that good player during that time. Score passes just be a pest on defense. Like there are some passes that he made that I'm just like that's like a pass that maybe only he Magic and maybe Bron. Right, like, but like, you know how when when MJ said like I have him number two behind uh, Magic as a point mm-hmm. guard, like I have, but I don't know what his style is. Like I know Chris Paul is like a dominant, you know. I know Magic is like this passing guy who doesn't really like take off the dribble. Like I don't know what his style is. Is he like a mid range scorer? Is he a, you know, what I mean, like I don't I don't know what his game is. And I think since we already since we already referenced two K, I'd like to make another two K reference. Kendrew, <laughs> back me up if you think if you uh, think this is accurate or not. I think if you were to create a a my player. Uh-huh. Uh, under the archetype of Isaiah Thomas, it would be a two-way, three-level facilitator because he okay. was kind of a do-it-all I, yeah. guy. No, absolutely. He's one of those dudes that, like, he like whatever you needed to be done, like he just made the right passes. Like, in, just like in, other than like finding like the right play, like quote unquote. Even, mm-hmm. I, I hate that. That's the cliche, but that's what he was doing. Like that dude was widely considered to be like one of the best players of that era before Jordan kind of just came in in his Nikes and was just like, nah, fuck <laughs> y'all. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like at this point, like he can essentially he was like he can pass and he can score. He was like the, he would have been perfect in the um, mid to late 2000s kind of thing. I, I don't know. What, what do you think, Rich? I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I think I think that's right. I mean, they, they swept the Lakers, like mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. Like, I, I'm I'm trying to look it up now because I don't want to I don't want to speak out of turn. But right. hold on. So Isaiah, right, averaged what 21 points, seven assists, one and a half steals. Right. And like at that time, shooting 33 percent from three, like one and three shots from three. Like he just he literally did whatever needed to be done while other people did the dirty work. It was amazing. Okay, yeah, because they just say him like as a great point guard, and they don't really say anything else, and everything else like fuck that guy. But he was a good basketball player. That's basically what you get out of out of. It. I'm trying to brainstorm a player comp. Yeah, 
I'm gonna have to come back to it. I'm gonna have to come back yeah, to I it. I can't really tweet out NBA comp about a player that's already in the NBA. Like, it's kind of yeah, tough. that doesn't work. <laughs> that doesn't work. <laughs> uh, man, he reminds me a lot of Isaiah Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, can, could you say with Isaiah Thomas a much better offensively? Uh, no, you know what? This is a, that would be a terrible comparison. I was gonna say an offensive Patrick Beverly, but he, he constantly oh, way better than no, Patrick Beverly. No, Jesus. because no, because Isaiah Thomas is a good player. <laughs> <laughs> also the lakers drafted patrick beverly i just want to throw that out there too yeah. i just want to throw it out there too like the lakers all, also could have almost had rajon rondo but that pick wasn't theirs i don't think i knew that <laughs> i think what's kind of wild too is just like so the way that um people are still kind of just like oh hey like isaiah thomas was really good for that era, right? Mm-hmm. But he's not going to be brought up in the discussions. Who do you guys consider someone in our lifetimes that isn't going to get the love that they deserve? Because my mind goes to T-Mac. Oh, dude, I love... T-Mac's <sighs> my second favorite player of all time. First I being love... Jordan Farmer? <laughs> no, no. First is Kobe. But T-Mac, I think... I <laughs> no, think... but yeah, they're... Sorry, go ahead. No, I, I was going to say, like, Kobe versus T-Mac was, like, an actual conversation yep. for years. You know yep. what I mean? Like, T-Mac's not going to get the love that he deserves, but that dude was a baller. If it wasn't for T Mac's injuries, he would have had a much longer career. Okay, so that's that's what kind of what I'm having trouble with because I feel like it's hard to say that about a player who was impacted so heavily by injuries. Like they might be forgotten, but it's easier to be forgotten if part of the reason you're forgotten is, is if you weren't on the court as much as you could have. And that's not a knock. He was obviously amazing. Right. But it's like I was I was thinking I was trying to think of somebody a little bit more who just like legit like like I feel like if like, I feel like if Dame and CJ stay together and they never win a championship, like, people are going to forget how good CJ was. Like, those games when Dame couldn't do anything and CJ just yeah. carried the load. Yeah. Or if, like, Dame, if Dame never wins a ring, like, do you think people just remember him as his, like, super score? Like, because for me, he's one of my favorite players and I have him, like, as one of the oh, top, absolutely. top six, seven guys in the league. But, like, I don't think he's going to be remembered that way if he just stays in Portland and, like, you know, he retires, yeah. like, in. I mean, not that well, he can't win in Portland, but... <laughs> he can't win in Portland, no. Come to the Lakers, Dame. Uh, go ahead, guys. <laughs> but I, just, I just mean, like, you know, like I, I feel like it's going to be tough to remember him when he has no no rings on his on his fingers. Yeah. If, he, if he wins one, he'll for sure be remembered. But if he doesn't, I'm sure, like, he'll be remembered forever in Portland. He'll be like a Portland legend. Mm-hmm. Right. But league-wide, no. I think you would his his name would start to... Like, for example... Steve Nash's name is still around, right? But he never won one. I think I think it would it would it would be even less than Steve Nash how Steve Nash's name is still existing. Right. And I, ironically that Dame Lillard was the dude who like caused a lot of the damage on uh, Steve Nash like game 2 of the 2012-2013 season. Oh yeah. Oh, was he, he was a was he a rookie that they, year? They uh yeah, yeah they knocked knees that year. Yeah. That was mm-hmm. uh yeah, AD and uh Dame were the same. Yeah. Year. But um, like I think I think Dame will be remembered even less than like Chris Paul. Like you know, Chris Paul's yeah. like oh absolutely, best. yeah. Chris, I I Chris Paul's a generational talent, yep. dude. Like there's yeah. no getting around that. Like Chris Paul's a top Chris five Paul, point guard of all time. Yeah, is, yeah. That's not a, that's not a debate. Yeah, <laughs> but I feel like what Dame does is like you know like I feel like because of Steph, we kind of just are like we're used to these guys bombing from like forty feet. You know what I mean? And I feel like <laughs> I feel like he kind of does that similarly, but he won't be remembered as as that at all if he just stays in Portland. Chris Paul at least went to LA, got his like name kind of um got his name up <laughs> name up over there. So I mean, no lie though, it's gonna be if if that ever does happen, it's gonna be weird to see Dame not in a Portland jersey. Right. I mean Can I go backwards for a second? 
Go ahead. Just because uh, it's your podcast, we, bro. <laughs> <laughs> who pays the bills? Um, uh, we were talking about Isaiah Thomas, and I just wanted to because I, I think Raj, you made a point that it's like hard to compare him um, to current players, and I think it's because it is hard to compare him to current players. So I went on Basketball Reference real quick, and I looked at their similarity scores, and this mm-hmm. is purely statistical. But his top two similarity scores are two people who are probably like could not be more different, which sort of speaks to that that contrast. One. He's most similar to Earl the Pearl Monroe, who is oh, no, okay. no, noted as like one of the best defensive guards of all time, who was so good that one of his nicknames was Black Jesus. <laughs> and wow. the second person who is within 0.5 points of similarity with Earl the Pearl Monroe and, and uh, Isaiah Thomas is Stefan Marbury, who's most noted for hey. having a tattoo <laughs> on his head. <laughs> so, hey, you know. Let's- Shout out to Stefan Marbury for having very, very cheap uh, basketball shoes that uh, yep. kids could get because their Sup- parents were too cheap to shell out on Nike. Anyway, uh, you know, supplied my Marbury. AAU team with warm ups for, for Ste- years, actually. <laughs> Stefan Marbury and Steve Francis were so fun to watch. Yeah. They made the game so exciting. You just saw these little guys, but who could, like, just absolutely throw it down on, the, on like, centers. There, there's a, there's gonna be like a a lost generation of just gunners that like I I love gunners like Ricky Davis, yep. Monta Ellis, hell yes, um, like <laughs> like those guys were so fun to me. They they made and the two thousands fun to watch basketball. Yeah. Like yeah. people like Bill Simmons will like shit on that generation of players, but like they they made me want to go outside and practice <laughs> shots. Like it, they made me never want to pass, and I love them for it. <laughs> You know, like I, I was like the Warriors were my second favorite team for like the longest time until 2014 hit, and I realized everyone's a bandwagoner and I hate mm-hmm. everybody. <laughs> um, but like Monte Ellis is legit one of my favorite players to watch when I was growing up. Yeah, just for the reasons that he was so irrational and like the uh, the Monte have it all quote. Kind Monte of thing, you know what I mean? have it all. What 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 does Dwayne Wade have that Monte doesn't have besides the rings, bro? What? <laughs> 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 there were rumors there were rumors that like Monte could be traded to the Lakers, right? This was like in two thousand nine, two thousand eight kind of thing. And I remember thinking like, you know what, screw it. Give Monte number eight. I'll allow it. Jeez. Man. Wow. This is this is the way. Oh man. That's funny. We it's been forty minutes and we've just rambled about the most random stuff and I'm so sorry. No, no, this, this is, is this, this, is, this, is, this yeah. is what we do. This is great. <laughs> I know. I, I this is the first time that we're bringing up ketchup, but I'm surprised that Ali hasn't brought up ketchup at all today yet. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to bring up well, ketchup about a Jordan documentary. You know, I, I, I figured if there was somebody, it'd be you. I mean, I tweeted out about it. It was. I, I made know, a meme of it. <laughs> do you guys remember Michael Red? Yes. Yeah, Hell absolutely. yeah. He was the first player, I think, as a kid when I would watch. He was the first player where he would shoot a three, and I'd be like, "Yeah, that's in. Yeah, that's in." <laughs> he was the first player I ever felt like that. Yeah, what what happened to him? I feel like he retired early, right? Or did he get I hurt? Think, I think I think he had it was injury issues yeah. too with him. Yeah, he was. was I, I could be wrong. I think it was knee issues. Right, but yeah. I don't remember exactly what. Yeah, he was like Ray Allen before. I guess like around Ray Allen. No, no. no well, dude, okay, no, the way I remember it, like. <laughs> Dude, no, dude, I'm sorry. Ray Allen's one of my favorite players of all time. You can't be doing this to me, bro. 
Hey, look, look, I didn't start watching until, like, 08. I saw one good shooter. I was like, damn, like, they're all just that way. Like, I just put, like, Michael Red, Ray Allen, like, all in the same little class. <laughs> I'm actually, like, legit mad right now. <laughs> Try Sam Cassell, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> so I was like, mm, who are we going to put in the class of some of the, the best three-point shooters ever? Let's see, Ray Allen, Steph Curry, Michael Red. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Red was like a legit shooter though. Like he he was no joke. No, he 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 was, but like, come on, bro. Dude, I remember him. Like, I Ali, I feel you. Like, I remember when I watched him. I was like, damn, he is not gonna miss. Like, I, I no, he was a wet shooter. Yeah. Okay. So two. Well, yeah. Two thousand. Uh, two. Real, sorry, real quick. Two thousand six. <laughs> the same night. Same night that Kobe puts up eighty one. Steve Nash and Ray Allen go at it. That is an all time game right there. Not a lot of people are gonna remember it or rewatch it because of Kobe's 81 point games but I implore you to check it out I think Ray Allen went off that night too I was waiting for like a Michael Red kind of thing yeah coming up after that yeah me too <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll bring it up but y'all talk <laughs> I was gonna say I'll read Bill Simmons Grantland recap of that night because he definitely didn't watch Kobe's 81 <laughs> so he definitely wrote about that game instead but yeah it's okay so he had eight threes that night and the Phoenix or the Phoenix Suns lost to the Seattle Supersonics double overtime, one fifty two to one forty nine. Wow, that's actually a hell of a game. Yeah, but I mean, like, I mean, Kobe's eighty one goes before that, but that's another game to check out too, y'all. Uh, Rashard Lewis and Ray Allen was such a fun combo, dude. And people forget that Luke Ridnar was actually a pretty solid <laughs> player on the Sonics at that time. Like Will Ferrell, I don't believe you, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> He's, he's, it's the same way that, like, we were talking before, like, Grievous Vasquez was, like, a legit point guard option for a time period. Like, Luke Ridnar, pretty okay. Like Jose Calderon. <laughs> is a point guard, like Ish Smith. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Good lord. So, I know, I know, I know Kendrew hates Michael Red now, at least. So I got that. <laughs> <laughs> Did we miss anything from the documentary? Uh... <laughs> from tonight at least i mean it was kind of cool that kobe was <laughs> there <laughs> that Laker I, I, boy i'm hoping little Laker boy. boy little Laker little boy. Laker i'm boy. gonna get that tattooed on my neck <laughs> for real for real i thought like it was eerily like similar how kobe and mj kind of talked on their end of their like towards the end of their career you know what i mean Yes, like when MJ yeah. was like, I'm not going to miss it. What are you talking about? Like, I'm not going to miss this shit. Like, <laughs> and then kind of how Kobe was saying the same thing where he's like, I'm not going to miss it. Once I put it down, it's going to be over. And I thought it was, I thought those were like really interesting how they, how they both sounded pretty similar. Yeah. I thought, I thought that when I saw it in the, in the documentary immediately, I was like, oh, that's, he really was like emulating of his entire <laughs> career. Kobe was. Yeah, and I think like the crazy thing too, is just like, as much as we see like, you know, Kobe is like MJ's heir kind of thing. Like we have like this, the next few generations has a bunch of people that consider themselves disciples of Kobe. Right. And so I thought that was pretty cool just to kind of think about. I think Trey Young tweeted it out during the episode. Mm -hmm. He's like, uh, Kobe was my MJ mm -hmm. or something like yeah. that. Yeah, because he was born in like 1999. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love Trey Young a lot. He's yeah. so fun to watch. He's got to chill out though. Yeah. <laughs> it's not your time, young man. <laughs> grown-ups are talking <laughs> the dude's not legally allowed to drink yet <laughs> like, i appreciate that he was your mj but like Kawhi is gonna destroy you <laughs> chill out bro yeah let's focus on you winning more than 15 games in a season 
I feel like I always shit on Trey Young for some reason, and I really like him. So I, I don't know. Maybe it's like tough love. I don't really get it. So real quick, um, just because I had a very um, colorful discussion uh, with my girlfriend about this, what do you guys think of the Atlanta Hawks jerseys? The current ones? Yeah. Eh. I mean, I haven't really thought about them. Um, <laughs> yeah. They're they're all right. They're they're different. They're definitely different than uh, everyone else's in the leagues. I think they're unique. So I I, I, I I like them. I would I wear them? No. <laughs> but I think they're I, unique. I feel like every jersey and I, I don't I don't think they're ugly. I think the red one is much uglier than the black one, to be honest. The black one's like okay. But I feel like it's a bad sign when every jersey you've had before is better looking than the jersey you have now. <laughs> like the only nice ones I think right now are the uh, the city jerseys, the peach tree. I like the oh, yeah, those, are, those yeah. are cool. Yeah, that, those are fire. Those are fire. But that's making up for how bad the other ones are. How about like the Josh Smith Hawks jerseys? Like I kind of like those when they would like play the Celtics. <laughs> the, like the navy yeah, blue yeah, ones. Yeah, they would when they play like the Celtics in the first round. I thought their jerseys were pretty dope. At home. I like the um I like the Matumbo Steve Smith era ones with the actual hawk on the jersey, the red and black radiant ones. The ones in 280p. Those yeah. ones, the ones that you can't watch. <laughs> I like the. Hold on, I, I don't know how to describe this one. It, it was like there was like a red stripe across well, where it said Hawks. Do you know which one mm-hmm, I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Are you talking about like the? Are you talking about the Spud Web era one? Yes, yes, yes. yes. Those, are, those are nice too. Those are nice too. That's probably my favorite Hawks one. I feel like Josh Smith was the original Terrence Ross. I thought he could do no wrong. <laughs> I thought he could do no wrong. And similarly, they're like but then they're worth similar value wrong. on the court together. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Wait, do you guys remember when there was a discussion to have um the uh it was Talgasol for Josh Smith? Oh yes, I do remember like, that. that. And during, people are like, You should do it. 2012. Yeah. Yeah. No, as, dude, he would have fit he put really well in with the uh the Antonio. Yeah, that was the Dwight year, right? Where people are like Yeah, yeah. that was because that was supposed to be like, Oh, we get to have Dwight play with his friends. Yeah, and then Josh Smith was out of the league in two years. Like, it was, it was over. <laughs> not, yep. not after uh, helping to beat yeah. the Clippers and then having them sign was, him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, recall Josh Smith was, like, integral part of that, that playoff <laughs> he win. Was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, he was. He was. They came back from 3-1. But you go back and watch, and he did stuff that's not Josh Smith stuff at all. Like, he was doing, like, step-back yeah, threes and, yeah. and, and yeah. making plays. And, so, you know. Yeah, he was doing some, he was doing some Michael like, Rick stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that's low. Come on. <laughs> He's not letting that go for forever. <laughs> all right. Any, any uh, closing... <clears throat> Statements about the MJ documentary before we get to uh, current events. <laughs> so I, I didn't look into this before, but I remember hearing this. Um, I'm, I'm not sure if you guys like are like know this, but like the whole thing with MJ's like gambling past and stuff like that. But like there's like this rumor that like the gambling debts are like a lot worse than they kind of portrayed in the documentary. Mm-hmm. Um, and like there's like this one. I I, I don't even want to say it's so a Rick. Feel free to like mute it out if. And then just cut out the next like twenty seconds. I can one. do that. But it was there was like someone who was just, like there was a rumor that well, like was like MJ's gambling led to his father being killed or something like that. And I was like, what? Like that must be like some conspiracy. Like no way that's true. Yeah, I heard that rumor too. Well, I just saw it somewhere. I don't remember where. Yeah. I did not hear that. Oh, I, yeah. So I've 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 heard that before. Like like with like. Uh, a strange amount of seriousness. I don't want to say strange because, like, I'm not gonna like. I don't know. I don't think that's the case. 
Um, I, I feel like I'm glad the documentary didn't like, obviously MJ didn't want them talking about that specifically, that conspiracy theory. So I'm glad they didn't say it. I did, however, find it was like interesting that they kind of like slid that dude slim in there. Like here's Mm -hmm. the shady character that Michael was dealing with and owed him a lot of money. And we're going to get off this topic now. (laughs) Like that was a little weird, Yeah, but I guess MJ approved it. So he was like, that's as far as you get. (laughs) Yeah. It, it it is too pretty wild how they were able to talk about the whole like uh like hey who let who who leaked all this information for uh, Sam Smith to write about in this book and I was just like it was Phil Jackson <laughs> like <laughs> every Laker fan knew immediately that that was Phil Jackson <laughs> yeah I saw I, when I saw your uh, tweet Rick I was just like yeah no yeah that was definitely Phil Jackson <laughs> like, are we are we still talking about this like two twenty years later are we for real right now um. I, I haven't read the Jordan Rules book, actually, and I would really like to. Yeah. But I, I, I also, I listened to Sam Smith on uh, Howard Beck's podcast, Full 48, and I'm not going to lie, I don't think I would want to get a beer with <laughs> Sam Smith. I just don't, like, like, the more he talked, the more I was like, I don't know if I like this dude. And, like, seeing him in the documentary and, like, hearing him talk about it, like, he, he I'll put it this way, he went into a lot more depth about, like, the stuff he got and like mm. his his sense of the situation in Howard Beck's podcast. I mean, I don't, maybe he went into depth too with the with the MJ documentary, but MJ was like Ixnay on the Am <laughs> Am say if Smith say. So I, I don't know, but I would I would urge anyone interested that was <laughs> pig Latin. Anyone interested in that situation to go ahead and listen to that pod. Wasn't he on the Rodman doc too? Like he was heavily featured, Sam Smith on the. Uh, he was a Chicago writer, so I don't. Yeah, yeah I I thought he was. Um... Seen, yeah, but it looks like he got very little access on this on this documentary. <laughs> All right, well, we have what four more episodes of the uh, of the MJ documentary to go. Mm-hmm. Like they should have been honest with us and were like, "Here's five two hour episodes." <laughs> yeah, 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 don't don't give me the whole. Like, what I'm what I'm, I'm not taking a break. <laughs> like, yeah. Also, like the first week, it was the Facebook company. The next week, it was Facebook, and now it's Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, Oculus. Like, <laughs> yeah. yo, Mark, Mark Zuckerberg, get it together, bro. Like, we know you own the world. You don't need to prove it a different way every week. What's next? I mean, he's gonna, he's gonna hear this and just like buy out all of Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> Governor Northam, I own you now. <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah, that's. The Facebook logo is just going to be under a backdrop of the shape of Virginia. <laughs> I saw you tweet that, and I was like, I, I haven't even been on Facebook in, like, months. I don't know how you noticed that their logo is changing. It's, it wasn't necessarily the logo. It was more like the presentation okay. of the company. But there's not a succinct way to tweet that. But it doesn't matter because people don't like my tweets anyway. So it's like, who the f*** am I kidding? But it, it, was, it was just like, it's something that I Yeah, noticed, let, let me tweet so. out the, fo- the Facebook logo is changing every three, every week. See, see what response I get. You know, people can be like, bro, oh, I noticed that. Oh, my God. Unwritten attention to detail more like. Stop, man. <laughs> I came up with that off the top of the head. Wasn't that impressive? <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, in other news, the Lakers are greedy as hell. <laughs> wow. I mean, they do have less than 500 employees, so like, I can't really argue with their. They are a small business, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I mean, as we mentioned before, like, you know, they're just this family-owned business built up from the ground, just going up against the big money clippers, the rivals, you know. 
Oh man. But you know what I mean? Um, just you know, streetlights over spotlights or whatever. <laughs> oh man. What a disaster of a campaign, dude. Dude, I, when all those billboards went up, it was just like you would see it and just cringe. No, it, it makes me viscerally angry, like more so than Raj saying that Michael Red and Ray Allen are the same caliber player. You're not gonna let that go. I'm never letting you back. Sorry, buddy. I love you, Raj, but um, I love that we started this with like the Lakers st- try to take 4.6 million, and you just immediately went and on the Clippers. So that was that was good. Smart, yeah. smart. That's good to We're uh, king of transitions here, but yeah, that's actually kind of uh, it's kind of crazy too because a lot of like other you know uh, people who are part of like the other you know quote unquote NBA Twitter for other teams are just like look how evil the Lakers are. Um, I was just like I'm pretty sure other teams did this too. <laughs> Well, it, it's funny because, like, I read the story of, like, the Lakers requested this loan, blah, 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 they returned it. And then, like, the next story I read specifically stated the Lakers were the yeah. only team oh, to they request were? Yeah. <laughs> and I was yeah, like, I, damn, I, I was think, really I holding out hope. Uh, I think that's what made it significantly yeah. worse, was that they well, were the only team. <laughs> now I feel like a jackass. <laughs> yeah. I, I just have a hard time, like, I think yeah, I said this before, but I have a hard time, like, seeing... Palinka filling out a form for four point six million. It probably it probably wasn't him. It was more so like somebody like working under Genie Bus or something like that, right? It was Linda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just can't see them filling out a form to like get you know uh, Jared Dudley money. You know, what I mean, like I just don't, I just don't see it. Oh, they're worth like uh, they're worth in the billions. Like they don't need that. It's it's yeah. so weird. Well, I feel like it was literally like, uh, uh, sorry to get like, you know, off what I ran here, but I feel like it's like the way they were operating as a business in this country yeah. operates. Like, hey, we're going to get looked out for. Like, we're going to get what get well we can while we can get it. And then like this, the tablecloth got pulled from under underneath the plates and all the food ended up over the table. I didn't really know where I was going with that metaphor, so I just kept going. Anyway, they got yeah. caught with their pants down. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I feel like no one would care if the program didn't run out. Like, it would just be like another company that got $4 right. million. But because it's Shake Shack, Potbelly, and the f- Lakers, then all yeah. of a sudden it's yeah. a story. Yeah, dude, they got caught like how Kurt Ryan just got caught like in uh, Twitter oh. porn. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. I forgot about that. It's only second to Rex Ryan's foot tattoo. Oh my goodness! Raj is like, what? Jets yeah. or something? Okay. Is, 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 is that Good a job. basketball player from the eighties? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that that like, actually he's, that he's, does he's, sound like an eighties basketball he, player. He, name. That does, yeah. Like Rex Ryan for sure was putting up like fourteen and seven off of the bench of the uh, like Detroit Pistons or something like that. Coming off the bench for Kiki Vandeweghe. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. This Oh, so stay on the topic of current events. Do you guys think the season's going to kind of resume still? Uh, it's really hard. It's so 50-50. I sure hope so. And I feel like I feel like if they do, they're, they're, they're the other the next season's going to be pushed back to like December, January like they yeah. say. Yeah, I think that's what they were saying. I think that's a given that this at this point. Uh this might be a non-answer, but I feel like they are literally going to do every possible thing within their power to ensure that at least playoffs are played. Right. Yeah. Like, Bron's going to hit his fourth. Obviously. <laughs> like, what's understood ain't got to be explained. I was telling Kenji this before we, like, recorded, but it, when you watch those Dream Team practices, don't those kind of look like how the playoffs would be? Like, 
like people screaming and you can kind of hear everything like at first i was kind of like uh no fans is gonna be weird but you see those like practices footage that'd be kind of cool to see like a playoff game something like really count in that situation like uh like hearing lebron yeah hearing lebron kind of point people where to go and like Kawhi finally having to speak you know like things like that like it would be pretty cool. I don't think Kawhi's gonna even gonna talk. He's just gonna like point with his lips, like "No, Landry Shamit, get over by the three point line," kind of thing. <laughs> Wait, real quick, just because you mentioned that practice, like Magic was such an asshole in that practice, but it reminded me of the fact that like his rookie year, like one of the first practices, somebody like an old head tried to punk him, and he like punched him in the face. Magic did. It's in the yeah. Showtime Lakers book by Jeff Perlman. Read it. Oh, I yeah. You gotta send like, me your copy, bro. And then smiled uh, at him, like, uh, what do you do? I think like, I, I think I got it on. Uh, no, no, he yelled at him. Don't ever try to disrespect me ever again. Like, like, so I think for sometimes, like, we see Magic and we think, like, oh, Magic Johnson, but like, yo, that dude was insane sometimes. Well, I mean, I feel like everyone who was truly like an NBA great has to have that level of like, listen, I know that I'm the main in the yeah, league. yeah, yep, letting people know. Yep. So my, Michael isn't the only one who punched his teammates. I just want to leave on that one. <laughs> When Michael Ray had got on the floor, you knew he was the man in Milwaukee. <laughs> you just knew. Rush, um, I will like legit buy you a Michael Red Bucks. No, because I remember <laughs> watching like oh seven oh eight, like one of my first games watching, and like Stu was like, "Michael Red, you gotta you gotta cover him. You gotta make sure you're on him. This is a shooter. He's gonna." And then Michael Red had like, <laughs> "Is that your, is that your <laughs> I, I do really bad impersonations. <laughs> yeah, it's, just, it's yeah, like. Like, you know, Raj, that was a really great Hubie Brown. <laughs> no, I just, I mean, pe- people often forget that uh, John Salmons and Michael Red were the original Harden and Durant. Actually. Oh, yep, yep. <laughs> nah, come on. John Salmons wasn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You ain't, gonna disre- you ain't gonna sit up here and prop up Michael Red and disrespect John Salmons. No sorry, Bob. Come on. My, but Michael Red was legit. John Salmons is like a scorer on a bad team. Was. You talking about John Rashal Salmons? Like are you kidding Terrence me? Right Ross. Now? You talking about second all-time Big East 2002? Are you are you like Why do you know that? Like what's this wrong? I I definitely don't. I definitely just <laughs> Oh, okay. Repeat. I was like, wow. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Although he did play in 82 games in 2005-2006 for Philly. That's pretty awesome. John Salmons uh, is only on the Bucks for a year. <laughs> I remember, I remember John Salmon as a as a king. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, no, same here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, <laughs> Somebody's thinking the Kings were made the playoffs. Actually, they made it that year. Well, he was his his first year on the Kings. He was uh, it was two thousand six. Oh. Like, the playoffs. I hate how I know that off the top of my head. <laughs> yeah, that's that's ridiculous. <laughs> so yeah. uh, Michael Red was a buck for eleven years. So Giannis has <laughs> Giannis has some like playing to do before he has you know best buck ever title before he takes yeah. a throne yeah <laughs> yeah let's let's get you in a conversation with no tech ben to talk about bucks players. oh man he's he's a homer but i think he knows it so at least like he no he he does he got really mad at me at summer league because uh of course a, a non-laker fan gets mad at me but uh i was like man it's really cool that the bucks never won like more than four games in a span of like seven until the playoffs when it really counted, right? And he was just like, "Aren't the Lakers bad?" And I'm just like, "Well, oh right, he was sitting, he was sitting next to real. us." Yeah, I You're didn't even know that until yeah. after. Like, I was like, "Oh, that's what Ben." I, I think I asked you what Ben is that, and you were like, "Or one of you, I asked one of you who what Ben is that." You're like, "I don't know," and so I still don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> 
who we're talking about. Crap, I'm like I'm like losing it. Like, what were we talking about before we brought this up? I really don't remember. John Salmons, Michael Red, Michael Red, Michael Red. <laughs> I just got Michael Red on you're, the brain. Because you're talking about you're just gonna call this the Michael Red episode. This is your fault. <laughs> the last Michael Red's last dance. <laughs> and it, it it ends with con uh, with a. Uh, with Mata Ellis in a Bucks jersey, just like, what am I doing here? <laughs> was he the one who said Bucks and Six, or was that uh, Brandon Jennings? That was Brandon, Brandon Jennings. Jennings. Oh, yeah, Brandon that, was, Jennings. That, that dude, I really thought he had next. Yeah. Wow. When he dropped uh, that 55, it was just like, yeah, man, this guy's got it. Well, I saw him play in high school because he played for Oak Hill, and Oak Hill used to play this school oh, near me okay. called Benedictine because they were they were nasty. That's where I saw Ed Davis for the first time too. Yeah. So the first time I saw Brandon Jennings, I was like, "Oh, he's the truth. Like it's over for the league. They don't even know." Because when you're 18 and can score on everybody who's also 18, <laughs> it's a little bit different. Yeah, and then he went to Europe, and well, you know, yeah, yeah. That's oh man. Uh, there's I remember there was a uh, there's a a fake uh, I guess uh, rumor that came out in 2011. That was like the Lakers have traded Pau Gasol for Bogut and uh, um, Brandon Jennings. And I was so happy because I was like, yo, we got another gunner on our squad. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. So, Kendrew should never be general manager of the NBA team. <laughs> okay. We got we to. Gotta, this is this is 19-year-old me. Like, no. <laughs> like, yeah, obviously, that's that's a terrible idea. Like, a dude who watched Montalos is just like, you know what? He plays the game the right way. That's <laughs> it's, a, it's a real scrappy guy. Real gym rat. <laughs> Oh man! All right, yeah. we can we can either finish off the the episode with uh, a food take or some some uh, an NBA potpourri question, like a random random uh, comparison question. Ali, what do what do you think, man? Food take. Uh, I'm, right. I'm going I'm going potpourri. Uh, Raj, yeah, you can do any. Do we have time for both? Yeah, that's see that's why that's why I gave it to you, bro. I knew you come up clutch. All right, um, food take, food take. I- I'm gonna say one. I'm gonna just throw it out there. Anything like on a donut other than glaze is completely superfluous. Like it's glazed donut or like what are we really doing? Like uh, is this candy? Like what? Wait, are we wait, doing? hold up. I I saw you. I think that was I think that was yeah. you on Instagram. Who's like you can't eat a donut unless it's warm? Is that what? No, that's yeah. that's that a good that's a good point though. Thank you. No, but yes. like yes. sometimes like 100%. a nice cold donut is good. Like you know, in the morning when you go to the bakery with the warm coffee, like a cold donut and warm coffee is really good. Sorry, real quick, real quick. Ali is probably gonna bring up ketchup on the donut, so I just yeah. want to say before he does, <laughs> that's disgusting. You know, ketchup sweet, donut sweet, <laughs> ketchup filled donut. Throw a little tomato on the top. You know, you're good. Hell no. <laughs> If I ever get to that point, I would want you all to just like get me checked. All right, I'm I'm trying I'm trying not to get too controversial with the NBA potpourri. Well, would you, does anyone else here have uh, other food takes that they got? The best condiment from fast food is uh, honey mustard, in my opinion. You already know my answer. I know, I know your answer. Raj, I see you are a man of culture as well. I, I can't have fries without honey mustard. Well, that... Like it's it's a, it's a crime to no, me it, if they don't. That that's a that's a great take though. Like you could have like um like mustard's very versatile. right, but like honey mustard, it like hits different. It's just no, it's I can't have anything without it. All right, Kendrew. Um, uh, Korean fried chicken is the best kind of fried chicken. Korean fried Korean fried chicken. Yeah, dude. Korea, like when this is all over, like there's a there's a place that I know has really good. Uh, uh, well, have you guys had bonchon before? Had what? 
dude, Kare- so Korean wings are bomb. Like Bonchon's so good. Yes, thank you. I'm not gonna say the best because that's blasphemous to my culture and heritage, but I I'm with you. Also, like pickled radish is like oh, somehow dude. a perfect dude. condiment, yes. like side to spicy chicken wings. It's like perfect. And like it's just oh man, it's so good. Like it's a it's a great uh, palate cleanser. Thank you. That's <laughs> thank you. You got it. thank you. Have you had bulgogi before? Uh, what kind? Uh, uh, well, my favorite is the beef bulgogi, but I've had it with chicken. Yeah. So that's like my favorite thing to get from cream from cream so <laughs> from right cream now. barbecue well like when i mean I, dude, I've, I've told told you all this before like when this is all over we gotta just splurge like one weekend just eat drink anything kind of thing you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> rick, hey. just live yeah, life sure. rick, rick i just assumed you're gonna be in socal <laughs> for this I'll, I'll i'll fly out i need a vacation let's zoom you in i've got i've gotten pretty good at that absolutely not absolutely not will jet blew me in that's what we're gonna do they'll fly you all the way to arizona expect you to take a bike the rest of the way <laughs> yo what is up with the jet blue slander how dare you <laughs> sorry I'm, I'm just kidding man that's spirit airlines okay yeah i was about to say warren buffett sold all his stock in four airlines none of which was jet blue so i'm feeling pretty good about my position <laughs> Sorry, I don't know what happened. I guess like because it's like one thirty here, my voice is like doing a Doc Rivers thing, and it's really frustrating. <laughs> You're turning into Cookie Monster. <laughs> All right, Ali, do you have a do you have a do you have a food take? Or are we gonna switch to uh, NBA potpourri? I'll, I'll switch to NBA potpourri. All right, I got one for you guys. Who has the highest ceiling out of these three players? Tyler Hero, Kobe White, Cam Reddish. Kobe White. Oh yeah, that's exactly what mm. I was thinking. I actually really like his game. I think he's got he he's got a lot of potential. Listen, the Bulls uh, prior to um, Kobe White had a uh, player from UNC turn out to be pretty good. Oh wow! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> also, also Kobe White is Michael Jordan. What are you saying, right? <laughs> we just need better hair. I I I would actually go Tyler Hero. I think. Yeah, I think he really? would contribute to winning more. Um, I just like his game. I think, and he takes some shots that are like, um, I don't know. He like you have to you have to like really believe in yourself to take with Jimmy Butler also on the floor. And I think that that will bode well going forward. And he's with the organization. I think that's gonna win. So yeah, is Cam Reddish last for all of you? I I'm I'm be honest with you, man. I wasn't a big fan uh, of his game um, in college. Mm-hmm. I think he's last for me too, but I was just curious. I actually, I still have faith in him as an NBA player, but I think he's he's just one of those guys to me that's just gonna like take a while to like get his like I hate to say this out loud because I don't think he's this player at all, but like it took a while. Like Brandon was a very specific type of player in college, and it took him a while. He was doing the same exact things he was doing in college for Duke that he was doing on the floor the next year for the Lakers. But like the shots weren't going in because he couldn't get to his spots. He wasn't strong enough. Like his body wasn't right. I feel like I I see that same kind of like thing in cam where like, I see him doing exactly what he's good at, but I just, it's just, it's just not working. I'll I'll put it out there though. I'll put it out there though. Cam was killing it from three, like before the season ended, like he was shooting pretty well. I didn't think he was going to be that good of a uh, three point shooter. Don't say the season ended. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chill Before out with that. Before the season was uh, postponed. Yes. Chill out with that. Yeah. Do you have uh, anybody else have any um, quick thoughts on uh, uh, or not quick thoughts, but any like random like pickums kind of thing off the top of your head? Mm-hmm. 
not really like i feel like i'm living through this lebron versus mj thing lore like every day and i'm (laughs) (laughs) it's pretty exhausting it's like lj's goat versus mj's goat and it's like this constant just same uh same arguments arguments perpetuated and i'm like kobe and they're like no fuck off dude like you know what i mean (laughs) (laughs) i think and i think the wild thing too where people bring up like the um, I mean, I, I'm not sure if we talked about it on the pod last time, um, but the people bring up 2011 um, as a uh, as a way to kind of smear uh, mm-hmm. LeBron. But like we've said it before, man, like that Mavs team was just on fire, like that entire playoffs. That Mavs team was on another level. Like sometimes yeah. you just get beat, bro. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, like sometimes patience yeah. just never. It's weird how like Rod brings <laughs> it up a lot, but I I also just don't <laughs> remember him with just every. It's just swish isn't that weird? Like that's what we remember though. Like I mean, Dirk, there was Dirk, Jason Kidd, Jason Terry, but I just remember Peja just Dude. not missing ever. But dude, J- Jason Kidd wasn't really. He was just like a good, decent bench. Uh, like not bench, but he wasn't as he wasn't Jason Kidd right at that point. Sure. But but yeah, man, Matrix was great. Oh Tyson yeah, Taylor was awesome. about him too. Like Tyson, he, wasn't he Defensive Player of the Year that year? Yeah, he was. I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah and then he ended up getting a huge paycheck from the yeah. Knicks. Yep. Um, after that, my favorite fact about the 2011 Finals is Mark Cuban ripping Skip Bayless. I think it was Skip Bayless, a new one, because Skip was adamant about oh, yeah. LeBron choking, and Mark Cuban was like, "No, we made him a jump shooter. We forced him to spot. What did he? He didn't just choke." And he was like getting all defensive. I just, I loved that from yeah. both people, like who I dislike. So it was amazing. All right, I, I like ending on on food takes and potpourri. I like that's uh, I watch a lot of Jeopardy, and potpourri is the category where they just ask you random crap. So. Uh, I think it's uh, so it's appropriate for this podcast specifically. Wait, did we ever bring this up? Um, just a quick thing for uh, Potpourri. Take one player out of the uh, that. Take one player from any NBA championship team and throw it into not NBA. Sorry, take one player from any of the uh, recent Lakers runs in the champion. So you know, two thousand, two thousand two, two thousand nine to two thousand ten. Take one player and insert them into. Um, this team to make them better, but it can't be Kobe and it can't be Shaq. I think I have my answer. If I'm, if anybody else is ready, I say Lamar. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, I was gonna say oh, Lamar wow. too. You can say Powell, huh, Rick? No, actually, um, I, I was thinking Need, and I was yeah. gonna go Derek. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Because I was like, just I need a point guard who's reliable. Who's I don't need him to do too much. I need him to defend and hit an open shot every now and then, yeah. and like be tough. And be gritty, yeah. and like that's it. That's good. Probably not the best talent wise, but need wise, I thought he fit. Yeah, nah, yeah, I that that's 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 pretty good. Like I just imagine like Derek and uh, Alex Caruso <laughs> in the backcourt now to boot up UK. <laughs> <laughs> Is that an improved version of like Derek Fisher and Jordan Farmer? Like just like imp- <laughs> <laughs> there's no improved version of Farmer. Full circle, we have come. <laughs> I know, I, dude. It would be crazy to see, like, imagine having Lamar and Anthony oh, Davis. Man. Oh, God, that would be insane. Just imagine, like, a lineup with LeBron, Lamar, Anthony Davis. Like, that's just not, that's, that'd be insane. You have your other ball handler. Yeah. It, oh, man, that'd be fun. Man, now I'm just thinking, of, I, I think, <laughs> for Potpourri, we should always do a pick a player from some <laughs> other team and put them on this current Laker team, because now I'm just having fun with that thought experiment in my head. <laughs> 
I mean, um, what's it called? I know we have like an, an another idea for uh, the next pod that we're going to talk about, but we'll save that as a kind of surprise. But yeah, this is fun. This is fun. I'm sorry about the micro red Ray Allen thing. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that uh, that was a nice emotional reconciliation right yeah. there. I would I, I would give you a hug if um, we weren't required to have a six foot distance I just, between each other. Just, I just, just went on Rayon's basketball reference, and I'm like, oh yeah, it's not really close. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's Michael Red's similarity score? Who's he like? Cal Corner. <laughs> hey, maybe I don't know. No, no. I'll do it if no one else is. I'm curious. No, I can just imagine, like, I'm trying to think of, like, a comparison for that, but it it would maybe be, like, you know what? I saw this guy go off, but, like, I, I think, like, in terms of the greatest point guard of 2020, maybe Tyus Jones is up there. He had a game where he had maybe, like, oh, Come on, that's not fair. This is messed up. <laughs> All right, you ready for this? You ready for this? Oh, Lord. Number one is James Silas. Don't know who that is. Don't care. Number two, Jim Paxson. Oh, Number three, Kevin. I think we Martin. got it. Like I think, I think. Hey, hey, hey! Kevin Martin was a baller, man. Kevin I Martin mean, was a baller. Yo, I'm not gonna be disrespectful Michael against Kevin Red Martin. Michael Red averaged 26 points a game a season. That dude, like, I don't know. What was the highest Kevin Martin average this season? He almost won the scoring title one year. What? Kevin Martin? Dog. Whoa. Michael Red was getting buckets. Yeah. Wait, Kevin-, dude, Kevin Martin, like for a time, like was. Let's see. He's dropping twenty four once a season. Yeah, Kevin was nasty. There, there was there was like a time frame where like there was a stretch during that I think oh nine season where he was averaging like thirty something a game for like a, a for like a stretch of games, but it, it wasn't like consecutive. He was dropping like thirty points a night, like every other night or something like that. He was the piece of the Harden trade. You know? yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I, I think what's wild too, like if you want to put it in regard to like how good he was regarded. Like, of course, like, James Harden, we, I mean, okay, the advanced stats people knew that, like, if James Harden had more opportunity, had more minutes, he could have put up those numbers at OKC, right? Kevin Martin was not a bad player. Yeah, no, but I remember at the time that James Harden, like, was still looked at as, like, really good. Like, he was part of their big three. He wasn't just some, like, throwaway, so throwaway piece. Yeah, I remember when the trade happened, like, I was like, I'm not sure that's <laughs> Kevin Martin really makes sense. <laughs> I feel like players are, I mean, we've talked about this before. I feel like players are defined by their circumstance more so than their talent. Yeah. And if you get traded for a future MVP and tear up one of the most promising young cores yeah. of all time, then like, and you never average more than 25 points a game, like, all right, bro, you're, you're, you're future <laughs> Michael Red. Like, congratulations. Yeah. Like, really quickly, you went over Michael Red's uh, similarity scores. Um, here's Ray Allen's. <laughs> it's like Jason Kidd, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Kidd, so Steve weird, Nash, um, uh, George Gervin, Clyde Drexler. You know, just... George Gervin, yeah. Jesus what? Christ. Okay, I, I will put it out there, though. Ray Allen had hops. Yes. Oh, like, absolutely. He was, he was in the dunk hunts with Kobe. Bro, they sleep They sleep on, on Ray Allen's hops, yep. for real. He dunked on Bucks people. Ray Allen Stones, you know? could Newcom just... legend, bro. Yeah. Look, I caught Ray Allen when he was in Boston. Right, I don't... Just... Like, that's not really fair. <laughs> 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 to me, Michael Red was on that level by that time. Dude, I, I, it, it, it irks me because, like, 2008 Finals MVP, that should have gone to Ray Allen. I will I will die on that hill. See, I thought uh, it was KG, to be honest. Like, like, when, I, when I, like, remember that series, I remember KG just, like, 
punking um, our whole team and just Pow. like controlling yeah. the defense. And then when I went to Paul Pierce, I was like, oh, that makes sense, I guess. He's he's the one that's been there. But I thought. My bad, Kendrew. I, I didn't hear you say 2008. I thought you said another year. My bad. Yes, I agree with you. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, that's Sorry, what I was just saying. I thought it was KG during that series. I would have probably given it to KG okay. too. Dude, I. You know how well he shot from three that year? Ray Allen? That, that finals? His, his three point percentage was 52%. Jesus Christ. You got to take away game six, though. That, 52. <laughs> I know, but still, man. Like, yeah. that's insane. That is insane. That's bananas. He took 42 threes that oh, series. Damn. Oh, my God. Oh, shit. He had 20 threes that series? <laughs> he had 20. Dude, that's. Oh, my God. Now I'm just getting mad again. Anyway. Yeah, okay. That's a great. This is. It's a great place to end the podcast. I don't, I don't know how we ended up praising a Celtic at the end. Hey, hey, hey. Seattle Supersonic great. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, thank you for listening. As always, this has been The Peace. Forum. Peace. Peace. Jesus. Is it a chorus? It's like when you're in church and you start singing the hymns at different times. I don't know if anyone else had that experience. No. Nope. All right. Goodbye.